Now let's all agree it'd be awfully nice if we had a penis. But the hard truth is that some of us don't, and probably never will. All right, hey everybody. Uh, <laughs> Pressure's on, Rory. Fuck you! I've already, you've already. Uh. <laughs> he was worried he was gonna fuck it up, and, and he you did. fucked me up. So yeah, now I have the confidence hey. to make the introduction. Oh, you do. Okay, hey, well. everybody. Welcome to the all new third edition of the Skimbo Lounge. Uh, I'm Alex, and I'm who Rory. just cucked Rory out of the intro spot, and I feel pretty good about it. You're a monster. I gotta say, you got your cuck in early. Yeah, exactly. I'm you a gotta little, uh, yeah. cuck once. You gotta cuck thrice a day, mm-hmm. thrice a day, morning, well, noon, and night. I'm a little thrown off because we're missing Mitch today. The intern Pacey by his is absence. not here, and usually has notes for me. You know, usually sets up my stuff all nice, and he's not here to help me out with that kind of stuff. When you lose your intern, you really uh, miss the the forced labor. You really do. Well, it's true, and uh, you know, engineer Tanner and I, et, say hello to everybody. Hey, what's going on? So, uh, engineer Tanner and I were talking about what what does the show mean without intern mitch and the chaos that he just squats over and drops in the middle of the table i'm telling you it's it's tough because he really throws you off and without it it's sort of an odd silence you ever see the movie catfish mm, the movie cat no about catfishing people <laughs> i catfish I, I kn- yeah it's where the term catfish took wing it's where the dreams of the children took wing to quote george bush <laughs> great okay so what about to streamline the reference then the, the the guy in the movie goes on this whole long monologue where he's like there used to be a fish that you had to ship and but it would get <laughs> if it didn't swim a lot during the trip it would get mushy and then the the meat goes bad but we learned if you introduced a catfish it kept all the fish on their toes kept them moving and uh, I like to think there are some people who are catfish. They come into our lives and inject an element of chaos, and they keep us moving, sticking and moving. Some pseudo-sage bullshit like that to put context onto uh, an overweight housewife who was really lonely and had a bunch of fucked up shit going on in her personal life to get a bunch of pictures of a random girl and build a relationship with a gentleman uh, over the internet. Uh, yeah, 2010 American documentary film. Yes. It's oh, it's a documentary. Is to what I'm referring. It's, it was wildly popular. How do you sit here and act like I, you don't know it? I don't know. I don't know it either. What? I, well, I, I've heard of catfishing. I think it's strange that you would bring it That's up. That's the genesis. Because I'm saying Mitch is our catfish. I was Mitch just talking to somebody about catfishing. Mitch is our catfish. Well, we keeps, know. It's a little different, though. That's why I'm thrown off by the reference, because when I think of catfishing, I think of somebody who's not who they say they are. Because <laughs> he's not. Oh, Mitch he is totally never is. what he says he is. And Mitch sends hot nudes. Well, if it's... Yes, he does. Haven't you been getting them? If you're not... Uh, is, is he on Intern Twitter? Intern Tasty, yes. Is he on Twitter? Intern Tasty? Is he on something where we can get him nudes sent? Especially... Uh, oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> I was going to say. Or, or where he can send nudes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new topic. Through our affiliate so, butt tube. Yeah, but... 
I forgot about Butt Tube. Butt Tube. But so we're missing Mitch tonight. What Koch was saying was that Mitch was the catfish in the analogy, not the catfish, the subject of the documentary. I understand yes. what he's saying. Okay, yeah, I get he what he's saying now that he's explained we, it. We are the cod, and Mitch is our catfish, and he yeah, keeps he's everything keeping moving. Us, but yeah, no, I get it in terms of what he said, but at first it was just fucking me up because I think of catfishing in the term of like dating people that you've never met, and then you show up and they're like, <laughs> "Just kidding, I'm Ron." And see, I think of catfishing in the traditional way where you grab a handful of stink bait and stick your hand in the water. I see. And eventually a large fish will come wrap its mouth around Well, that's why I was confused because Ron showing up doesn't keep me on my toes. It kind of turns me away from dating like that forever. Well. (laughs) That's not really keeping you on your toes. That's Ron's loss. Yeah. This this hypothetical Ron. Ron Shuffle. But but, but, but Tanner, what uh, engineer Tanner, E.T. phone home, E.T. to his friends, E.T. if you're nasty, we... (laughs) Yeah. But what we were talking about is we need to all like if we're missing Mitch, I think the three of us combined need to substitute and supply the Mitch. Just do our best Mitch impersonations. We we just gotta take turns. See, oh, I, yeah. almo- I almost yeah. felt it come out. No, there. hold on, I got it. Yep. You just you'll know you'll know the right moment to snap into a Mitch, mm-hmm. which is the hashtag of and this just episode. Just derail the shit out of the conversation. Hashtag snap into a Mitch. Snap into a Mitch. What do you think of these dry palms, huh? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's so real. Wait, so where where is our young intern tonight, anyways? He had other professional engagements. Oh, uh, he's working. Yes, he's a working man, and this he's a working man. Did, this didn't pay enough. Uh, no. Well, I think if you, I mean, anything about internships is that that that's not really a great excuse. So I'm gonna have. So far, he's a fail. Do you want to know the the dumbest thing I ever heard about an internship? What's that? It's not who you know. It's who you blow. <laughs> who said that dumb shit to I you? Can't even fucking remember. It probably came up with that website that we used to be involved with. Oh god. Sounds like someone in that circle might have said. That's just such a That's lame. I don't like that. Is at all. it a dig? Yes, it is. I mean, I internships are just painful slave labor. I mean, that's that's the the modern day slave labor. Is I mean that's a terrible thing to say. That's stupid. But uh, <laughs> that's it's somewhere between a hot take and a cold plop. Yep, it's pretty bad. I mean I don't you don't really like to make that comparison, but uh, you know it's just funny the way internships like you you're you're doing a bunch of work for those companies. Like I've met interns before. It's not fun really. I can't imagine being an intern for like a Google or a a. Halcyon. I don't know. I don't yeah. know a lot of companies Halcyon, off the top of my head. Is that, what Halcyon. is that a real? Is that a real company, Tanner? Can you look that up? Halcyon. Oh my God! No, it can be. It can be the shell corporation with which we make my new product that I have called Wolf Butter. Oh God. And it's protein butter that we sell to the weight loss to the bodybuilders. We're like, yeah, it's protein butter, bro. It's like the best thing for you. Wolf but butter. it's really just butter that we melted down and mixed with sand and repurposed. Put some, oh, you, some you, curds in there. It's so full whey. of protein. Look how gritty it is. Yeah, you just have great. sandpaper yeah. poops. Oh, yeah, and it just cleans you right out, though. We end up doing them a great service. Turns out that's Your cholesterol goes fantastic way up. up. Except for a couple people who, for whatever with, reason, with the end dirt? up with just clotted with the butter. sand <laughs> and just cement inside. Or what is it, concrete? What are we doing with concrete? Well, I was just saying, some people, like, it just forms in their stomach. They just oh yeah! Terrible. Everybody just gets colic. It like comes a horse. out both ways, and it turns out we just we give people horrible kidney stones. <laughs> no, you'd be giving them like instead of kidney stones, they just have like bludgeon poos that uh, come out of like. Remember that one time I was like, I had a poop that was coming out of me at angles. You just hear it hit the ground. And <laughs> it just like makes that yeah. <laughs> 
that's what you give people. You're, you're just you're sinking cannonballs at that point. You're like you're shitting away the toxins and the the you're shitting away the old you. Everything that was unhealthy, everything that was imperfect, you're leaving it all behind. Doesn't it kind of look like Wolf one of those butter. tinfoil swans that you get when you can't finish your food at the restaurant? Thanks, Wolf Butter. <laughs> but it needs to be an obese wolf. I think we got to give it at least two more years of Trump's America before the right regulations will be removed for us to get away with that. But you think it's a good idea? I think in two years' time, probably, yeah. All right, I'm taking that as a hard yes. Listen, if coal companies can dump their shit into rivers, then I think you and me can... We can sell pretty much butter gravel well, to... Well, and uh, as we know, they can legally dump their shit into rivers. Yeah, exactly. So I think we could probably sell that to CrossFitters. Yeah, I think so. Just hard gravel poops. Yeah. Sand paper dumpage. Yep. From Buttube. Brought to you by Wolf Butter. <laughs> We're taking the podcast real blue because we don't... Again, there's an element with Mitchell... Yep. I feel like I'm talking a thousand times more to compensate for the lack of Mitchell. Yeah, probably a little bit. You need to calm down. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> I don't know. I feel I feel pretty lost without him too. Yeah, no, it's kind of a bummer. Uh, well, let's see. Do you guys have any like random questions you have today, or any any weird shit? I I did. It's not great. Yeah. What do you got? But I'd like to hear you guys talk about a time where you, in that moment, were absolutely certain you were going to die. Ooh. I just like I was like a pretty good scenario where I thought I was going to die. Yeah. And if you guys need a minute, I can I can vamp. Oh yeah, well do you why don't you tell us your story? I would like to hear yours first. <laughs> well that's <laughs> Well then vamp away, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> why don't you go ahead and do your vamping then? Let me see. I Hi there, I'm, folks. You know? This is intern tasty. And I just want to let you guys know that Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. I can't think of a story while you're doing that. <laughs> I can't. How am I supposed to come up with a death story with you doing such a flawless Mitchell impersonation? Oh, the other night I was doing um, Werner Herzog as Mitch. But these are, of course, the mysteries of life. For which we are not prepared. Our minds as delicate as sponge sugar. Our thoughts as heavy as rain. So, yeah, I don't know, you guys... Did you ever have a moment where you thought, holy shit, this is how this is how I die, huh? See, I'm having a hard time trying to think of a moment where I was like, this is going to lead to my death. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, I mean, I've lived in some weird places, <laughs> you know, uh, and I've had those like uncomfortable moments like walking home. where I'm like, oh, man, I could get robbed right now. Look at me carrying this backpack with a laptop in it that looks more or less like a man purse. <laughs> What am I going to do if somebody shows up and tries to take my shit? And that would feel like a, a death moment to me, but it never really happened. Um, so I don't know. Like so it's I, more of a state of mind. It's more you. of just the fact that I have anxiety and am horribly paranoid about everything. You Gee. Know, that's not really a, that's more like me just thinking that death is creeping up right behind me. Like, ah! <laughs> but I don't, I don't really have like you a moment where somehow I was like, this like, is it. I've had moments in the car, you know, where I was driving, like when I was driving down to Texas, I guess. Uh, I was driving through some really bad weather, which you kind of we experienced on the way up with all those trucks. See, I, I it got dicey, but I never thought it was that bad. Well, on the way down, I I went through like you know when you're looking at a weather map, right? Mm-hmm. And you see like it's usually a lot of green and sometimes blue, and then every now and then you see yellow or orange. You know, well that that week when I decided to go down to Texas, there was just a lot of red <laughs> in that area. It was like they're like this is this is the place you don't drive, and I went right fucking through it. 
And my windshield wipers, the day we left were about as good as the day I came down, which is to say they were not working well at all. And if you've never driven across the country, when you get on a major roadway, it's just all trucks. Like, it's just all fucking trucks for states. Like, not not like, oh, well, I'm going to pass through, you know, Tennessee and it's going to be over. It's like, no, your entire day, you know, if you're taking a 12-hour day of driving, it's just trucks. <laughs> it's just lots of trucks. And so it's hammering rain. I mean, it is coming down so fucking hard. And I'm just past Memphis and I'm in the middle of what should be gridlock, but it's just 70 mile an hour traffic that's moving real fast. And it is just hammering rain against me as I drive in the car. And I'm like, I'm going to die. Like I look to my left. I'm like, can I pull over? Nope. There's a car right on my right. Can I pull over to the left? No, there's a car right there. And in front of me and in front of them were cars and we're all driving so fucking fast. And I'm just like, I'm going to die. Um, this, that was probably the one time I thought I was like, I might not, uh, be too safe <laughs> this might be a death moment okay but i got through it <laughs> i didn't die because i'm but here. you didn't die it's very casual our uh our engineer partaking of some regular flavored are those potato chips yes <laughs> et <laughs> entertainment tonight with his potato chips you would have gotten away with it if i hadn't said anything zaps those those are okay they look like a, uh, a chip you guys like those crab chips no no not at what? all old bay old bay yeah, Old Bay Crab, crab chips. chips. No, nope. thank you. Nope. This podcast brought to you by Old Bay Crab Chips. Crab chips. Dip them in something. Now, fuck Old Bay. I, I vehemently disagree. Okay, so that was the closest thing I've ever felt where I was like, I'm going to die. I'm going to think about that more. But that's my current vote. Okay. was driving down to Texas. We will accept that. Thought I was going to die. What about you, Tanner? I don't have a whole lot. <laughs> That was my Mitch. <laughs> well, hold on. I'm Excuse having me. a thought, and if this Neither. ends up making yeah. it dry palmed, if this ends up making it into the episode, so be it. It'll be a fascinating peek behind the curtain to the two people who listen. <laughs> but so listen up, motherfuckers. But maybe that wasn't a great question, and we could cut that whole segment. <laughs> We've got time. We can do whatever we want. Because I realize it's a specific thing. This might be more. Uh, engineering for engineer tanner i don't want to make your life hard the... tanner <laughs> so i'll try to make this entertaining while we talk it over all right superstar shakeup starts in just over an hour okay oh, jesus <laughs> fuck out of here <laughs> you've got prior engagements this is going off the rails um no it's fine you don't have a moment where you're like i'm gonna die and i've been on like roller coasters and stuff like that and been scared but i don't think off the top of my head i can confidently go back and think of a time or I thought that death was imminent, you know, like... Yeah. Let me change the question in honor of our uh, missing colleague. When was there a time where you were pretty sure Mitch was going to die? <laughs> or was going to kill me? That's another good one. <laughs> yes. Driving in the car with Mitch sometimes, I feel like, this is it. This is how I die. But I'm like, no, no, no. You can be calm, Rory. He's done this a lot, clearly. <laughs> yeah, the car's not too and bad. And he's still alive. Listen... We were down in the street, and he <laughs> waited for the light to turn green and gunned it past the queue and into the middle lane, and off we went. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus Christ. What's the statute of limitations on something like that? <laughs> yeah, maybe we should not include that. <laughs> he was traveling the speed limit the entire time. He, he drove the speed limit, and the queue was for people who were not going the way he was going, and what he did was legal somehow. The end. Moving on. I can tell you... um there was one time we were hanging out at Jeff's and uh, Tanner and I were playing uh, 
WWE 2K14 or something oh, like yeah. that. And all of a sudden, I can't remember what song came on, but Mitch's eyes just sprang open out of a dead sleep. And he was like, I love this song. And he comes up behind me and puts me in a fucking headlock <laughs> and drags me backwards out of the chair. And when I hit the ground, I feel my like upper spine just crack. And I'm like nice. really fucking drunk. So it's I'm like, okay, well, I've just been paralyzed. Uh, he broke my neck. I have only minutes to live before everything fades into the darkness. Zero to 60 with you, damn. <laughs> I was very scared and very drunk and very oh, yeah. shocked. That'll do it, though. It's like if you ever had a car backfire and you're like, I'm down, I'm shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot like living with Mitch. Yep. Cars backfire a lot. You got a moment like that? I mean, you've got, you you battle Mitch more seen, than anyone. I've seen him test the human limit for alcohol consumption. Yep. <laughs> um... <laughs> He's going to be like, I can't believe you guys uh, <laughs> You guys did that for the podcast. That's not funny, you guys. He is the Nikola Tesla of fine casket age gins. That is true. Yes. Yep. I mean, I've never, like, he tried to do a couple <laughs> of backflips in Jeff Yard, in uh, Jeff's yard one time, and he was coming nowhere near getting enough rotation. <laughs> and he'll deny this story, but Jeff is my boy on this one. He was running up the little incline in Jeff's backyard and trying these backflips and just coming down like straight on his head and neck. Oh. <laughs> he did it like twice or three times and then Jeff was like, <laughs> like stop stepped it. in. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you got to stop doing this. Mitch, that's, that's enough. You're going to hurt yourself. Ah, I'm so close. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it so well in my head. Just these two guys. I've seen him fall down the stairs a couple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean we've all seen. Him. Listen, I was <laughs> at his house at a party, and I watched him assault a fan, <laughs> just a home box fan. This is July, and I mean it's Vermont, so it's not like amazingly hot, but it was a hot day. And we were inside, and the fan just was like clicking or something. There was something I, wrong with it. Like I tripped over it. Yeah, you tripped over it, and and the fan stopped rotating, but it was still on. You could hear it. And so I saw, you know, we we all watched Mitchell walk into the room, see the problem, pick up the fan, and just punch it with his. <laughs> he just punches it, and it starts working. Yeah. Amazingly, <laughs> he's the fun. He just going you know, whack, whack, and the thing just <laughs> mm, starts working again. But he looks at it and just gives it another hit. Because <laughs> why the fuck not? I guess. <laughs> And it stops working again. And he hits it and it works again. <laughs> but clearly Mitch was just trying to take out something on someone. Just it. And he just destroys this fan by punching it. And if you've seen our friend Mitchell, intern old tasty. intern Tasty, he is not a small gentleman. And he destroys this fan before picking it up over his head and walking outside. He carried it outside like throwing it. Sacrifice. Yep. Just picks it up over his head. Walks it outside and then just proceeds to destroy it in the driveway. Just <laughs> smash, <laughs> smash. And uh, later that night, I'm lying down in one room on a bed that uh, also happens to lead to the basement. There's some stairs there. And I'm lying there and he walks by and goes, Rory, you're out of control. And then proceeds to fall down <laughs> that flight of stairs. It takes like three more steps. There's it's, a pa- it's also kind of like a pantry because it's got a bunch of like... You know, dry foods there. There's some cans, <laughs> and uh, there are, y- you know, some some bags of things, and a lot of it goes down with them. Just <laughs> and you just oh, it's the the best sound. My ever. favorite thing is the uh, the Mitch forced pratfall where he channels Chris Farley, and he just <laughs> violently throws himself to the ground. And if there's a table in the way, so be it. 
And if there's a pile of shoes, he's going down on the pile of shoes. Yeah. I love that. Oh, he's fantastic. Like on New Year's when he wrong. threw himself into the bushes. He's the flat back bumps. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Suplexed himself right into a little thorn bush. <laughs> he's going to listen to this and get so mad. Why you got talking about me? I, I, I don't understand. This is because you weren't here, Mitch. No one here to defend you. Well, except for me. Yeah. I'm here to defend me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's the cheese? <laughs> so let us convene the council of Mitches. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's do uh, let's do roll call, Mitch. Yeah, and uh, Mitch. Yeah, I'm here. And I am I am clearly here, Mitch. Wait, you gotta let me do it. Okay. This is democracy. Yeah. Okay, Mitch. Here. Oh, he got it. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> you got. We're gonna get more burgers. Yeah. No one is gonna get this. Not at all. Uh, Only from whatever context they have from the other two episodes of him coming yeah. in and be like, let me tell you something. Yeah. <laughs> About a teddy bear. It's, it's like a little, it's a little bobcat goldthwait in there too. Why not? Yep. But you keep listening, and you'll eventually, hopefully, understand uh, what we mean when we say all these things. Do you know why I wish he were here right now? Among other reasons. Why? Why is that? Because I know he'd have a hot take for the Kendall Jenner Pepsi ad. Are we familiar with this? No, I'm not. Did you see it before it got taken down? I have not watched a lot of TV lately, so I'm not. I have not seen it. I will confess, I didn't see it and didn't care enough to track it down. Mm -hmm. But my understanding of what it was is Kendall Jenner was at a photo shoot in the commercial. Mm -hmm. And there's like a Black Lives Matter protest or something like it. Like somewhere in the vicinity of the photo shoot. And it's getting tense because for some reason there are like cops around too. Oh my God. And she looks up and she goes, no, not while Kendall Jenner's here. And she takes off her blonde wig back to her natural black hair. She grabs a Pepsi. <laughs> she walks right through the picket line and hands a nice cold Pepsi to a cop. Pepsi. Wow. <laughs> Share the love. They sure did. Miss a lot of stuff with that no. commercial. What did you think was going? They pit people were fucking pissed. <laughs> people were fucking pissed. I can't. I'm gonna have to look this up. This uh, is absurd. I think at the break we should watch it and maybe revisit yeah, it. I don't. This is, how do it's, you? It's donkey brained. I don't understand how you get like because here's what I'm thinking when I when you say that is that people got paid a lot of money. To come up, not only to do that commercial, but to come up with it. Like the people who thought of that, like, hey, I got a great idea. It's really going to make some people think and think about Pepsi. Why don't we get one of the more controversial issues in America? Okay. <laughs> and uh, in between all that, let's get somebody, let's get an everyman kind of character. <laughs> Excuse the language. Uh, but let's go ahead. I got an idea. Kendall Jenner. Hey, that's, that's. On topic, the kids will love the that. The only way that could have been any worse was, okay, here's the pitch. It's Ivanka Trump and Tommy Laren in a take on the pissing tapes from the Russian hacking scandal. And you've got them <laughs> urinating on that Alec Baldwin doing the Trump impression. And all of a sudden, he starts choking on the piss. So Tommy Laren <laughs> gets an ice-cold Pepsi and revives him by rolling it on his sweaty porcine temples. And then he takes a big sip. And the girls start pissing again. Maybe like, Murray, 25 years at this agency, and you've just finally 
cross that line between genius and provocateur and Satan. <laughs> now we got to get this into production tomorrow. Yeah, good to great. Here we go. Seriously, I though. I don't know how you... Uh... <laughs> I'm sorry, I just can't get over the fact <laughs> that our engineer is just chilling out, crunching on <laughs> chips. <laughs> eating, eating chicken chips. Okay, for the record... <laughs> I'm trying to find this uh, Pepsi ad so I can pipe it through and we can watch it and get the audio, but I can't oh. find it in its original form. <laughs> yeah, it, it, like because a man's munching on some zaps, don't mean he ain't not doing no craps. <laughs> this is a podcast brought to you by Zaps Chips. Zaps, they ain't no craps. Yeah, you heard the man. Our engineer eats them. Zaps. How do you fuel a sultry engineering session with Zap? You got it. That or it's, it's a legit audio. I gotta check it out. It's either that or it's a cartel murder video. Yeah. I saw one of those on accident. Oh my god! Yeah, you you search around on the internet enough, you'll see some pretty crazy. Yep. I Just people getting shot in the face. They went down a fucking rav. Are they? I went down a rabbit hole one day. They were like, I didn't want to see the videos because I think that's morose. But mm-hmm. I like was reading about these like ISIS videos and and the kind of things that were happening, yeah. And it was just kind of like from a psych like some there's something about the psyche where you want to be scared shitless and you know that material's out there, so it's like more scary to know it's there and you're not seeing it and your imagination runs wild. It's terrifying, and it was just like that kind of experience. I was just like wasted drunk being like oh my god what's happening and i'm picturing it happening to me and it's like the most terrifying short horror film ever Mm -hmm. well it's it's weird because i feel like horror kind of goes and it goes in such a way where oh well engineer has the uh the video here he's got it but it it's almost gotten to a point where horror is more you know i mean in video form anyways it's a lot more (laughs) grotesque than actual murder (laughs) Well, just because of this, not just the psychological aspect, but because they're the makeup artists. But then there's there's something to be said for this next part, which but is it's horrifying. I through like reading all these articles and like some of the videos were there and just being like, no, can you do it? No, you can't do it. That's fucking awful. Yeah. I fucking ended up at this other site and there was a video that was called like debunked something or other special effects, blah, 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 execution. Yeah. And I thought it was a thing breaking down like this is how we knew it was fake. It was just the video. Yeah. And basically what it was was a dude shirtless down on his knees and then a masked gentleman with a chainsaw who goes, this is what happens when yep. you fuck with the cartel. Yep. And then just saws through the guy like butter. Yes, he does. And yep. I was like, that is some seamless editing. And then come to find out that video was for shoot. Yep. It was the real deal. Mm-hmm. So yep. I watched the cartel chainsaw guy. Yeah, you sure did. And uh yeah. <laughs> don't don't look up this video. This video some exorcist uh, shit right is there. Is not brought to you by the Skimbo Lounge. Uh, Jesus uh Paul Timmerman's workshop. <laughs> yeah. Really nailed this special yeah. effects. Yep. My god. Well, do we want to cartel do some screwed up shit? We could play this video now if we really want to. Okay. We we've got the band Kendall Jenner Pepsi commercial. Ooh. Um it's 2 minutes and 40 seconds long. It already looks like a doozy. Looks like we're going to get to popping a Pepsi right away. Oh, oh wow. I'll bring it down a little bit. Okay. I know he's already doing it. All right. Thanks, Rory. 
Oh, okay. Here we go. Here's okay. the protest. They seem upset. But it's very vague. It says, join the conversation. Somebody's painting. Oh, they're making the signs, clearly. Oh, no. We've got some people working on photos. Oh. Yep. All right. Very multicultural. It's diverse. Yeah. Super diverse. Oh, uh, here's people. Kendall in the blonde. Yep. Oh, she's working it for the crowd. Mm -hmm. She's going to make that money. She's at a photo shoot. She's taking pictures. Oh, and she notices the protest. It seems to have caught her attention. My goodness. Oh, we've got a check in a, with the cellist. Got a young Yo-Yo Ma. Oh, well, he's, he's got the Pepsi, Super Pepsi. He's got a, uh, yep. He's a Max man. <laughs> and uh, oh, people having a good time. A lot of selfies being taken. Standing in the fire. Woman She's upset frustrated. over photos. What is going on? Oh, everyone's mad. Oh, these people out on the streets are happy though. She's not. We haven't seen Kendall Jenner in a while. She's got her camera. She's taking pictures. So we're seeing She's people who are actually doing shit, and then we're yeah. seeing Kendall Jenner. Yeah. We've, we've got, got the music. We've got the Muslim woman documenting the movement. Yeah. She's clearly trying we've to look for the, the right musicians. photo to express something. So. And then we've got Kendall Jenner. Yeah. Still taking pictures, but she can't help but notice the parade. It's really starting to she move her, clearly. She thinks it's a parade, not a fucking protest. <laughs> Ooh. This is something I can involve myself in. Uh, dude with the cello. Clearly cute. She's kind of into it. Oh, yep. There she goes decides, the wig. I'm going to come join this dude. Maybe I can get his uh, his digits. Do kids say digits anymore? Yeah, but did, I don't know. That brings up a good point. Did she get recruited by the dude instead of like doing what's right? Yeah, clearly. She's doing she's it to make this Pepsi. guy happy. She, she broke the picket line. Hey, haha. Uh -huh, I'll the give you a daps, but I won't give you the Pepsi. Yep. She's got it. Who's she going to give it to? She's heading over. The photographer's in position. I knew it. And there's the handoff to the cop. Because the cop's not going to take the Pepsi. He's getting paid And everyone supports this and thinks it's really wonderful. Wow, everything's different. Look, it showed humanity from the police, and now everyone's happy Let's again. Let's all make out. It would be great if Kendall Jenner was like, hey, everybody, we're yep. all going to get I was going to say, then Rodney Dangerfield shows up. <laughs> hey, everybody. Anyway you want. Live bolder. And then she walks Live up louder. with the group. We're all going to be friends after this. What? Live for Pepsi. Did you notice how that group was all people of the same age? It was all, you know, late teens and early 20s individuals. That? How the fuck did they ever think that that was going to fly? <laughs> I'm not... Let me point out that I'm not offended by it. No, no. But I understand enough to know that if I were to make a commercial like that, I would be justifiably tased. It might offend me if it wasn't so stupid. You know, it's, I get what they're trying to do, and but that's they, why it's they, hilarious. They pandered in the wrong direction. Yeah, they did it, they did it the really, uh, the most backwards way they could. Like, I really, uh, if you're going to try to sell me your soft drink, maybe stay out of, like, social issues, yeah. you know, maybe. You're probably going to get a lot more friends that way, too. Be maybe like, hey. a little bit more, oh, it's so hot out, Gia Pepsi is refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> not Pepsi. We were there for Kent State. Yeah, like, yeah. There's like, all these dead bodies on the ground, and a Coca-Cola rolls through. We stuffed a Coca-Cola in the barrel of his gun, uh, and when he fired, we all there was like buckshot. There was glass everywhere. Yeah. That's that's my Pepsi commercial. Like, what the fuck? I uh, I got grease everywhere. <laughs> You've been eating chips over there for the entire Randy. podcast. It's all over, all over everything. <laughs> <laughs> well. That's okay. You got to work through this. You are the engineer. All right. I was going to say, speaking of uh, bad companies, did you guys hear what United Airlines did? 
they dragged a dude off the flight today. <laughs> he they? was a doctor first off. Okay. Yeah. So what happened is this is how uh, air companies work, like air air companies work. What, what's the word I'm looking? You can mansplain travel airlines. Thing. Airlines. Thank you. Why the fuck could I think of the word airlines? My dad's a travel agent. I hate myself. Hi, <laughs> hi. Uh, back now. So airlines do a thing where they overbook flights, right? So that they make sure, regardless of if people don't show up, they always get the exact amount of money for every single seat. Every single seat will be full. I am aware. Yeah. So very rarely, they'll overbook the flight and everybody will show the fuck up. And so that's when before the flight, you'll hear them be like, we have overbooked this flight and we'll offer you a voucher if you're willing to stay and wait for another flight. And this happened to be the one flight on United Airlines, comes around, I guess, every now and then, where... They needed four or five seats for a crew that was going where this plane was going so that they could crew another flight. And they figured, hey, five people or the couple, you know, hundred that might be on this plane or the hundred or so on this plane that need to go where they're going. So we need four people to give up their seats. We'll offer you guys $200 vouchers. Nobody. $400 vouchers. Nobody. $800 vouchers. Nobody. They were playing hardball on the old flight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They were letting it ride. And at this point, they said, well, if no one will volunteer, we're going to kick some people off. And so, like, a, a wife and husband are there, and they get kicked off, no problem. But it comes with this doctor. They're like, sir, you've been chosen <laughs> to fucking <laughs> to leave the flight. Congratulations. He's like, no, no, no. I'm a doctor. You know, obviously, he has people who need him to be where he's going. You imagine like one day in the life of a doctor being like on a Tuesday, you can't get where you're going. You're like, no, I'm sorry. The airline kicked me off of my plane for no reason. So now an entire day's worth of people who most likely took work off to bring, you know, to, to get to the doctor's office. Fuck you guys. And so this guy's like, no, I, I'm not getting off this flight. You guys overbooked it. That's your problem. And so they beat the shit out of him. <laughs> they knock him the fuck out. And they drag him off the fucking flight. What the fuck? Wait, who knocked him out? The crew? They called security. security. And oh security came God. and I, I think it was a knee to the face or some shit like that. But they pretty much dragged him the fuck off. They fucked oh. him up. He was bloodied. He was bloodied. They like mashed him against a uh, an armrest or some shit. And, it's, it's, uh, this movie's sounding a lot more like Casino. Yeah. <laughs> or with this plane. Yeah. 21. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not 21. But so they, they, they beat his ass and they drag him <laughs> off the flight. But apparently he ended up getting back on. And I hope he sues the shit out of United Airlines. Oh, my God. Because I'd be sitting there and I'd be knocked out. But when I woke up, I'd just be like, I'm rich. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you guys. We're going to change the name of this airline to fuck you flights. Yeah. I can't imagine anybody who bought a ticket for them who has the time to be like, nope, I heard about this and I'm not putting up with your bullshit. Uh, I think it's fucking outrageous. I mean, airline companies have been doing that shit back in since like fucking the early 90s where they figured out. I mean, the, back old, the old rough them up. Well, <laughs> back when they used to have to give you give you food, right? When you were on a long flight, like we have to feed you. That was a thing you had to do. But not after midnight if you've got a mogwai with you. Yes, exactly. Anyways. It's gremlins? tricky with the time is zones. A, is that a gremlins thing? Yes. Yeah, you be careful about feeding it. You, the, the, the person can eat. I digress. <gasps> There's a band named Mogwai Not For Sale. Hipster band name. That's great. That's a great hipster band name. Something Come we on. should do more of. I came up with one the other day. It was called Dirt Stairs. I thought it was pretty yeah. good. Dirt Stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> back in the 90s, they figured out by removing a couple of olives from the salads, right? By removing only a handful of olives. They saved millions of dollars. And so eventually they just slowly like 
pulled all that shit away and then started selling that shit to people and they, their profits increased. But since then, they've just been like, fuck you guys, you need us. There's a whole industry about around built around getting where you need to go. And you would think that that was the travel agent, you know, the, the, the airlines, but instead they're like, mm, no, you guys need us, so fuck you. And then you have the TSA leeching on now and the whole thing's just bullshit. I like flying JetBlue. JetBlue's kind of nice. I, I like that blue. they have the TVs. Yeah, JetBlue's nice. The, in the back of the... Uh, got blue tater chips. Didn't, didn't yep. see no one get dragged off, no planes. Southwest, is, nope. Southwest isn't bad. It yeah. isn't too bad. I flew on Delta. I'm sorry. That, uh, was, a, that was a thing that how, happened. How this many, uh, podcast brought to you by Delta. Oh, no. <laughs> get where you're going, no, baby. No, no, no. Do not fly Delta. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't... You're better off with John Denver Airlines. <laughs> Shut her off. Hey, just, I take a couple of bruises from United before. Listen, I this is only Delta. our third episode. We can't we can't be sponsored by JetBlue. So, uh, but we but so Delta. We're, <laughs> yeah, so we're we're Delta right now. <laughs> we're Delta material. Maybe in a couple episodes we'll be sponsored by JetBlue, but not today. Know where you are. How uh, how long do you think airlines have been doing this stuff and getting away with it? Oh, a like long before, time before cell phones. Since Orville looked cross-eyed at Wilbur. <laughs> Talked yourself into a corner there, didn't no, you? No, I forgot who the other brother was for a minute. I almost called him Edgar Wright, and that's, that's a film director. That's lovely. Orville and, and Ed, Wilbur. Edgar Wright. I would have accepted <laughs> Redenbacher <laughs> and Redenbacher because I'm a uh, classless white trash. Anyways, Orville Zombiebacher. A uh, quick non sequitur. What's your favorite microwave popcorn? You brought up Orville Redenbacher. Ooh, see, I prefer to make it on the stove. What's your favorite microwave popcorn? Was the question. I don't like microwave popcorn. Oh, you, you guys suck. Well, well Redenbacher, <laughs> probably. Jolly Pop. Jolly Pop? <laughs> <laughs> did you just make did you just make that up? I don't think so. Is it Jiffy Pop? <laughs> Is Jiffy Pop's your shit that goes yeah, on the fucking that's stove. A stove thing. No, I don't make it like that. I make it, you get the kernels and you put a little oil in a yeah, pan, pan yeah. and you cook them up yeah. and then you add your own butter and salt I, it's delicious authoritarian tanner is very it's the only way to do it yeah you're scaring me a little bit over there I, I your tried, stance changed from i try, I try to make the podcast keep moving take with in. a very simple question <laughs> and you both give me non or, orville redenbacher you, okay. you 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 sadistic fuck good oh well so then maybe movie if, style wait, what time are we at are we do, do for a break let's take a goddamn break all right let's take a answer break. the man i'm gonna smack some sense into you guys i said jolly pop Hey there, why don't you come on down to Garyoki? That's right, Garyoki. Have you ever heard of karaoke? Well, this is Garyoki, and all the songs will be performed with me, Gary. Down here at Garyoki, we have an extensive library here at Garyoki. Well over 50 songs. Do you like Duran Duran? Too bad, we, d- we don't have Duran Duran. Want to sing by yourself? Too bad, you gotta sing with me, Gary. Your song just became a duet. Want to sing a duet? It's now a trio. Want to sing a trio? Too bad, only three people, I only have three mics. Hey man, I want to propose to my girlfriend. No, 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 no proposing. No, but the customer, no. the customer's always right. Not here at Garyoki. We don't take any of that crap. You take your your public displays of affection outside where the lonely people can't see, and you're really gonna depress people. I'm trying karaoke. to sing. Do you know what we sell here at Garyoki? A good time, sir. Yeah, had with me. I was led to Gary. believe a good time. I you're don't not need to come you. here. Hello, darkness, my, my old friend. friend. I've come to talk Talked with you again. Dude, you're standing really close. Being because of vision, vision softly. softly. Dude, fuck. Creeping. Stop it, no. So come on down to Garyoki. Seriously, sometimes there's nights where no one is here. 
Hello? Is anyone listening? From the people who brought you Dick's Last Resort. <laughs> Look at my hat. It says, I blow firemen. But I don't actually blow firemen. It's like they're making fun of me. I feel like part of a family. <laughs> you feel like a big man when you belittle a waitress? Then come on down to the cafe that's part culinary, part literary. Oh, a-hole action. It's the Scarlet Letter Cafe. I order these eggs over hard. They're fucking soggy. You fucking trick, bitch! Whoa, whoa, dude, you can't talk to her like that. That's okay, sir. He's allowed to say that. Here at the Scarlet Letter Cafe, we encourage you to slut-shame us. Whore! Thank you, sir. You too. You'll know our friendly waitstaff from the big red A they've got on their boobies. Do we objectify women? Maybe a little bit. But so does Carl's Jr. and their burgers are delicious. And coming soon, Crucible Cafe. She's a witch! Burn her! More! Breadsticks. More rose. <laughs> I'm pretty more hot buttered rose. Who's got the patent on summer fun? We do, motherfuckers. Ah. There's a feeling in the air, and there's a magic just around the corner. Down off Route 49 at the Garden Mall's Megaplex, where we present the spring debut of Little Larry. The pan flute Siamese cat. Oh yeah, I just love coming down to the old Garden Miles Megaplex and, uh, you know, seeing little Larry up on the stage in his little booties. It's just, it really uh, helps me forget my loveless marriage. That's right. Little Larry will leap and play just for you. Dancing hither, rolling thither, playing with a little ball of yarn and a pan flute. Oh, he's just so cute. Look at him when he curls in a little ball and shows you his little tiny barbed kitty penis. My mom signed me up for the VIP meet and greet, and he scratched me in the face, and I'm still bleeding. Oh, he got me good. <laughs> Little Larry marked his territory on my shirt. Why are his balls so big? Well, I just love his tail balls. Oh, they're great. We came down with the senior center. <laughs> no. That's true. We took the bus. Oh, I'd like to file a personal complaint against the building. Old Millie fell down and broke her hip right no. into there. But little Larry came out and oh, he peed right on her, sealed that hip right up. Now, I told her it was too cold to wear those shoes. She's got that club foot, you know. I'm tired. Where are we? So why don't you come bury your face in his fuzzy little tummy? and tickle and poke and prod the little fella. Don't worry, when he bites, that's just how he says, I love you, stranger. My cell phone only has three buttons. Wow, those are some fine services and products, mm. all of which are perfectly street legal and free for you to patronize. Yeah. We're back on the Skimbo Lounge. And uh, we've had a very productive break because I, <laughs> I, I really think, yeah, we, we got back to basics during that break. Mm-hmm. That was really nice. It was a good, uh, I'm going to p- patronize all those fine establishments I'm gonna with, go my, with my patronage. Call my wife and tell her the divorce is off. That's nice of you. Yeah. That's the kind of. I look forward to meeting her. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> stick and move, stick and move. All right. So. I want to talk about a movie that I saw last night, and then I want everybody to give me the last movie they saw and give kind of a a quippy little Roger Ebert review of it. 
Like, really tell us the story. Like, give us a picture of the movie the way you saw it. Because sometimes the way people describe a movie to you versus what you actually get is so vastly different. And you're like, wow, people really do kind of experience different things. Yeah. (laughs) In different movies, huh? Yep. Like, I'm completely terrified of The Exorcist. And some people are like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever fucking heard. It's a a little puking goblin. What do you even care? Why is that even scare you? (laughs) Like the psychological aspect of it happening to you. No. No, nah, fuck that. I like hostile. It's too scary. Oh my god. What if I'm broing out with my bros and all of a sudden my bros are on meat hooks? And we're all having our dingleberries chopped off. I'm not having a good time. Hostel's literally the scariest thing that could happen to me. <laughs> okay, good point. You've made you've so I I have no rebuttal. You know what I mean? No, I That's really That's what I'm talking about. I'm one hundred percent on the same page with you. So I watched It Man. Ah, yes, which one? For the first time, the first one, <laughs> Okay, with my dad, and mm, I made the fatal mistake of going, because he, first of all, hands me the remote, and he's like, find something to watch, and I'm like, okay, and I'm looking at like the new season of Love, because I made him watch the first one. And you were like, yeah, maybe And he liked this. it, but he just like has kind of been like, Bleh, when I talked about the second season, like it was a chore. Yeah, so he just, I don't want to share this with you, son. <laughs> well, he was just like, uh, and I would say, if, to give you some guidance, uh, it should be an action-adventure epic like a movie. I'm like, oh, okay, like Captain America Civil War. I ain't seen the other Captain Americas. I'd be <laughs> lost. Okay, well, how about Ip Man? I've never seen it either. He's like, what, what is it? And I was like, Kung Fu. Oh, okay. So, Dad, when you're watching Kung Fu, do you like it with uh, the original audio and subtitles? Or do you like the dub? Oh, definitely the dub. Oh, boy. <laughs> I got to have the dub. There's only one thing I've really enjoyed watching the dub with, which was uh, Kung Fury. Yes. Or no, uh, uh, what's it called? No. Kung Pao Enter the Fist? No, no, not that. Um, <laughs> Kung Fu Hustle, that's it. I kind, of, I, I kind of enjoy watching that dub sometimes. Everybody gets one. Yeah. But this was a poorly done dub. Like, they were, they're in like 1930s China. I believe it. Because the, the, the second Sino-Japanese War, I think, was 1937 started. We'll go with that. I think that's what this was. So mm-hmm. yeah, yes, it was. Um, so they're saying things like, "Hey, hold up a minute! Whoa, wait a minute! No, seriously, bro!" Like that was the dub. And then, of course, there are <laughs> Japanese characters in it, and because they're speaking an entirely different language, the subtitles aren't on. So I had to go turn on the English subtitles for the whole movie. So it was subtitles and the shitty dub, and they didn't match up completely. So all I remember of that movie was a bunch of fucking, what I think were great Asian actors absolutely nailing it in their native tongue, and it coming out as, you really kicked his ass, sensei. (laughs) Bro, too sweet me. Well, it's too bad because it actually is a really good film. I feel like it was, but my impression of it was a bad Godzilla dub. Yep. What a shame. That's it, man, for me. Yep. That's that. That's how I feel. What was it, man, the story of? Bros doing bro things for the sake of broing out. Well, so you know who it, man, was, right? Yeah, he was the guy that trained uh, Bruce Lee. Yeah, there you go. So In Wing Shu. Is it Wing Shu? Pretty sure it's Wing Shu. Okay, we'll go with that. Um... I don't think it is, but... Foshan was the name of the village. I know that. <sighs> Pretty sure it's Wing Shu. I think Dan, I think old E.T.'s yeah, looking it up. Yeah. If it's not Wing Shu, am I racist or dumb or both? Well, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there in a moment. Okay, I'm on pins and needles. So that's No, that's good, though. That, it's a good movie. You should go back and watch it again if that ruins it for you, which it does kind of. 
because um, they're actually they're pretty good for being action films, you know. I, th- the action in it was great, yeah. but it was just with all these goofy like ha, like these swashbuckler sounded like Mister Dank from Doug. <laughs> Douglas, yeah, Wing 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 Chun, Wing Chun, Wing Chun, Wing Chun. So no, not Wing, wing Chu. <laughs> <laughs> you have to admit I was in the vicinity. You were, you were close. So instead of calling you racist, we'll just call you dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so much better. Yeah, I'll sorry. take it. All right. Um, so what's the last movie you saw? Actually, interestingly enough, I hadn't watched this movie for a long time, which is um, which is interesting. But I had never seen Life Aquatic with Steve Zuso. Zisu. Zisu. Wing Shu. Yeah, yeah Wing Shu. The Life Aquatic Z- with Zuso. Wing Shu. But I had not seen that with Bill Murray and uh, Owen Wilson. You hadn't seen it at all? I'd never seen it before. I knew what it was basically, I knew it was kind of based off of, you know, it was like Moby Dick-ish. <laughs> in the He's sense looking that for a shark, right? Yeah, they're trying to take revenge on shark. a leopard shark before um, killing his, his partner, who he shot all these films with. And they hint, you know, some things. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, who else is in it? It's um, Owen Wilson... Uh, Kate Blanchett, yes, Angelica Houston. Who's the other? He's Jeff the, Goldblum. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> the um, oh god, Harold and Maude. What's his name? Yeah, Dudley Moore, I think. No, what's there's, we're missing? We're up. missing. What happened to the boat? We fucking blew it up, man. I'm trying to think of what else. This is gonna. I mean, I hate it. He was, he was, he played the Green Goblin once. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. There it is. The super intense saying that make me yeah, and he's in it, and he does a great job, but um. It's basically kind of like a Moby Dick tale done by, uh, why can't I remember anyone's name right now? What's the Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. It's Wes Anderson's version of Moby Dick kind of set in what seems kind of like the 60s, you know? And but it, what did you think of it as a movie? It's it's weirdly paced like his movies are, you know? It, it, it was like seeing the pacing of the uh, Royal Tenenbaums with all of the... Like, the like the set dressings of that on a sub <laughs> kind of which was very strange you know but i thought i i liked it and i thought it was weird the way they did like the the strange animals and like it's sort of like a claymation almost kind of thing like the it's like a 3d animated at moments and i really like how, the way west anderson did the backgrounds and some where they're like on the sub quote unquote but it's clear, like, clearly just a very big water tank on the other side of it mm-hmm. i thought those kind of effects were pretty cool the fact that it was clearly just a big set with water behind it, and the the ship, quote unquote, was just built right there, open. I kind of like that Wes Anderson does stuff like that because it's very, I don't know, I, I think it's very interesting to look at. As far as the story goes, it was like any Wes Anderson film, which is kind of in a lot of ways very dry, <laughs> and the humor is you know funny, but in in sort of a more situational. I don't really know how to put it. It's weird to go back to the movie Bottle Rocket, which mm-hmm. is his first movie. Yeah. And to watch that, which is it's such a great movie, and then to skip everything in between and jump right to Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah. You're like there's no way the same fucking dude made these. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm not saying that in a bad way. I just mean like he see, really, really fucking yeah. found a style. Yeah. And you can see it and uh yeah, like I would say like uh that's Life Aquatic definitely has it, mm-hmm. and Royal Tenenbaums kind of has that feel. I mean, although being a little earlier than that, like it's, 
I'd say just as far as like the deco like the 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 set the sets themselves kind mm-hmm. of feel the similar, you know. Um, yes, but Rory, I want you to tell us of your time on the set of the Darjeeling Limited. No, <laughs> I know you don't like to speak of it, but it's a story that deserves to be told, and you're going to tell it on my program tonight. I'm here it's not inside much the movie person's. Wes Anderson touched my butt. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, what uh, you got a movie there, engineer? What was the last movie you saw? Um, last one I saw was actually Everybody Wants Some. I watched it for a second time mm-hmm. with uh, our friends Matt and Hillary out at yes. their place in Hardwick. Mm-hmm. What's a that few about? Weeks ago. <sighs> You've seen it. I know. You're such an ass. What about the people oh, out there? Oh, kayfabe. I'm sorry. <sighs> you well, all right. What is the movie? It's about uh, a college baseball team. I think it's in 1980 uh, down in, in Texas, uh, more specifically Austin, right? Uh, I think we're led to believe yeah. it's Austin. Yeah, we're, yeah, I think we're supposed to think it's like Austin. North Texas is what the – it's, it's a Texas something. big baseball school. Yeah, and it's it, – Whatever I mean, that it, is. It, it loosely follows the main character who's an incoming freshman pitcher around and you meet his team and how they all interact with each other and the rest of the student body. And it's a Richard Linklater movie, so it's – a lot like Dazed and Confused, and uh, it's one of those rare movies that just makes you feel great. You watch it, and you wish it was like eight hours long. I wish wish that movie came out, a new movie like that came out every week. I'd watch it every week. I, I fucking love that movie. Yeah, kind of random and scattered, but at the end kind of leaves you feeling good for the most part. Yeah, I mean, it's there aren't a whole lot of movies that are, that are like that anymore. It's got to be like, oh, big action or oh, big violence. Yeah, I don't know. Like there's If they leave it open, it's because they're planning on making eight or nine of them. The majority of comedies <laughs> are shtick based with the exception of like your quirky Wes Andersons and stuff like that. Like there are, mm-hmm. there are a lot of movies like that that have their own kind of little subgenre, I guess, but there's a lot of just crappy comedies getting pushed out. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's a breath of fresh air, and it's it's a wonderful film. I give it nine stars out of five. Nice. Wow. It's a good rating. Resounding. That's a pretty great But rating. I totally agree, and for like a hipstery reason, but I, I truly do believe it, which is it came out, it was shot in Austin. Mm-hmm. Richard Linklater's obviously from Austin. It came out in theaters when we lived in Austin. I don't know. Were you there at the time? Did you go see that with us? Uh, the first time I saw it, I was in Austin. With you guys, did we you to, got at the it. Alamo? No, I don't think I went with you to see that. I don't think oh, I was okay. there. Yet. That might have been before you got down there then. But um, a bunch of us went to see it at the Alamo, mm-hmm. and you watch <laughs> a movie like that, and it's not, so good, and it's just a hangout movie. Not the real Alamo. They have no. Yeah, we didn't theaters. go sit inside <laughs> the Alamo after hours, huddled around a small television. Wow, this is great. That would have been dope, though. But no, we went to an Alamo theater and. Uh, kick back with the, the the good grub and the good bros you know and then you watch a movie like that which is like it's predicated on the characters and hanging out and it's not about like it, exactly what tanner said we've got 24 hours to teach this rhinoceros how to love a human being because if it can't before the last rose falls then beauty and the beast loses five million dollars at the box office <laughs> it's a stunning meta tale it it felt really kind of cool to be in austin like it gave it gave a wicked connection to the movie because it felt so fully realized and it felt was, like yeah. such a hangout with like you guys mm-hmm. i mean we're not nearly that cool and none of us have ever like you know 
I think we're that cool. Listen, yeah. our moms definitely think we're that cool. Well, yeah, that's true. So thanks, we've, moms. We've got that. We're going glad for we us. saved you in episode two. <laughs> and uh, I got to wash my mouth out. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, it it's it just felt so fully realized and so real that you almost imagine like all this shit actually happened. And now I'm living in the place where it happened and you like feel that energy. But these people never existed. It was just like a really yeah. palpable. That's like such a hippie thing to say, but it was a really palpable movie. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. The characters to felt like, very real. Yeah, it's impossible to hate on it. I defy you. No, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I love that uh, there's that one guy they make fun of. They call him Buter Perkins. Uh, Buter Perkins. <laughs> Buter. <laughs> no, that's not his name. My We're name's convinced. not Pete. My name's not Buter. Yeah. It's Bill. Or what's his fucking last name? Like, yeah, whatever, Buter Perkins. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Buter. But uh, I don't know. It's just a really fun movie. And it it kind of puts these characters in a position where you're like, they've got the whole world ahead of them. It doesn't matter if good shit happens to them, bad shit happens to them. I feel like when the whole thing is over and done with, you don't necessarily feel like any of the characters don't have a whole life ahead of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they didn't do some obnoxious animal billy, house shit billy autry like, yeah billy autry i almost said bill dotrieve <laughs> he's not much of a future either <laughs> remember when we played baseball yeah it was good <laughs> but it's not very good that's i don't know dotrieve. that's why i kind of like that film is that and same reason i like dazed and confused like you get to the end of it and you're sitting there you're going wow they still have the whole year ahead of them right what adventures could they get up to i I felt like such a little fucking it's the same thing hippie rebel when i fucking watched days and confused for the first time you feel like you're in on something with that too you're like whoa he's not gonna sign the pledge he's not gonna do it (laughs) i won't sign a pledge either you better fucking sign it okay well i tried yeah (laughs) that's the next day I'm trying to go to clown college. The next thing they didn't show was him going there the next day and being like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll sign it. No, that was me. I'm saying I, I caved. I'm like, I'm going to start listening to Aerosmith. Oh, I found the themes way too violent. I, I, I had to quit. Cold turkey. Loving an elevator sounds very aggressive. I, I mean, know. come on. People use that elevator. I know what the song Pink is about. Oh, I know. You and Bruce Springsteen, you both think you're so clever you're not you're really not if i'm being honest okay i, I did what i could yeah no stick good. and move stick and move i don't know i was gonna say what else do we got well tanner we're what get, time we look we're getting kind of close on time so all right trying well, to fuck go to, it then. trying to go to our page because we got to read the um the reviews oh yeah we forgot to oh do that's that. right right we've got reviews from people and I think we made a promise that if you said something, we would say something back to you. Or I don't know if we did anything. We'd like read them. We'd read them. We're going we're gonna to read them. Good, because we'll comment too, I assume. We're going to have something to say about this. You know, it's a real pain in the ass to find these reviews. Uh, yes. Well, in the meantime, God damn you, why Facebook. don't we do another plug for one of our fine sponsors? Gee, mm-hmm. did you burn the chili on the stove again? Stuck to the bottom of the pan? Well, why don't you use what moms have been turning to for 22 years? It's Clorox Brown. That's right. Clorox Clorox Brown. Brown. It's now safe for dishware. But weren't you always using it for that secretly? We know you were. Because your children have ingested a dangerous amount of lead, likely. And that's because of the corrosive power of Clorox Brown. What, What do you have to say, head Clorox Brown engineer from the 1950s? 
Well, I've got to say that I love the fact that we can use it on our dishes now because it makes you have a better excuse for going into the store and buying Clorox Brown. 23 skidoo! And how? It's hard to argue with that logic. Because with the power of Clorox Brown, you ain't never gonna frown. And we ain't clowning around. Oh, we shouldn't have done the three, huh? We should have just stuck landing. No, fuck you, Clorox Brown. We pay by the word, and we want this whole thing red Mike, over Mike, the come, air. Mike, hey. Mike, calm down. You're all right. All right, all right, all right. Clorox Brown, you fucking need it. Okay. How are we doing on those reviews? All right, we got we got two reviews so far. Okay, great. great. Um, That's super. Our tour theory gave us five stars. Goodness, wow. and said the Doesn't new that well. the new serial of podcasts very enjoyable. Also great at half speed. Could use more of the production intern. Ooh, interesting. Tasty. I, I don't know what uh, good at half speed means. I agree with that last part. It Maybe could use you more can, than it's tasty. You can play it at half speed and on it's the podcast good. app. Oh, really? Yeah. It's interesting. So we're kind of like... So now we'd be going at a quarter speed. We're going to make it so slow for this, you guys. This commenter says, intern tasty, why would you do that? We'll never drive up the belt line the same again. Oh. That's Shane Cannot. <laughs> Ah, yes. <laughs> wow. Okay, I know what he's talking about. Yep. Hi, Shane. Hi Shane, there. what's going on? Hi there, Shane. So, yeah, those are our two reviews so far. Those and it fantastic. says we have not received enough ratings to display an average. Well. So we are sub-average. Well, how many did we get from we Shane? We knew that. It's one. Uh, five stars. Both, oh, both, both like, oh, both, oh both one reviews star. Are five one. Stars. Oh, well, well, fuck you, Shane. <laughs> no, but but never mind that because you did well, give us five stars. Well, I think we're sitting Shane. pretty at two five-star reviews. Yeah, we're doing great. We've got a perfect score so far. I mean, are we God? We might be. Not yet. All I know is we, our ratings might go down because one of those ratings was about needing more of Mitch, and he's not All right, fucking well, we're here. Gonna, we're going to give Auteur Theory the Mitch that he craves right now, Okay. Okay. Oh, it's a wonderful thing that I finished uh, oh. building this cloning device because I you, you gotta understand something. Sometimes when you're making tacos and you're using a lettuce leaf instead of a tortilla, it's just healthier for you. So <laughs> I don't care who I piss off, I'm gonna make a ton of those. And I accidentally built a cloning machine. You know what? I save on calories by drinking vodka straight. <laughs> I can't. I can't even. Uh, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> that, There's that, science like that, to that's it. That's a pretty good idea. I can use that when in this glass with these dry, dry palms that I have. Just, just go ahead and feel them. Why don't you just feel these for a second? Before we begin to wrap up or get close to wrapping up, we got a couple of guest books to come out, and that we're really excited about. We're not going to reveal who they are yet. But, we have to uh, listen in. Keep your ears peeled. In a couple of weeks, we'll be having our first guest on the show. We're very excited. One's Kobe Bryant. One's Kobe Bryant. One no. might be Kobe Bryant. We might be having Kobe Bryant on the show. Uh, he didn't get back to me. I told <sighs> it's fine. Listen, we go forward from here. I'll put a call to Kobe Bryant's brother. Okay. When they go low, we go high. All right. But so but after, yeah, so yeah. have some, so have some guests. Yeah, that's I think it. that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And I'll say people. a small plug for our old history teacher who listens to this he gave me a great idea that <laughs> i think we're going to implement with these interviews and i think you guys are really going to like it and i mean that sincerely and not like any of the other weird should i say i don't know that was pretty weird anyways well i tried <laughs> 
But so yeah, uh, lots of shameless plugging. Uh, make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us or whatever the hell your kids are doing these days. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow please. us on Twitter. Listen on SoundCloud if you have an Android phone. So we don't have Stitcher or anything else. You idiots, get a yeah. get an iPhone. Yeah, you gotta get one. <laughs> or listen on SoundCloud. <laughs> Jerry, <laughs> Jerry. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night.